Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. And uh, I'm pleased to tell you that Larry Wayland is on board from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Yeah. Joe Gilbert is in. JoeGilbert.us. Yeah, I'm, Joe, I'm living a dream hanging out with Gary Nolan. Hey, I don't even charge. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, let's see. All right. So um, if you go into uh, Modern Arms At today, the Brown Station location. Yeah, yeah at the Brown Station location. Yeah. Uh, you will find. I've got a wall of pistols um, and a few a few rifles available. Um, a wall I've... of pistols. A wall of pistols. If you're out there looking for a firearm, that's the place to be. Because not only do we have pistols, I've got a box of ammunition that I can sell to you uh, with purchase of any of our any of our handguns for sure, and I think all of our long guns. I have the Sig P three sixty five XL. Which is a absolute dream of a gun. Twelve round magazine capacity. Um, night sights already on the gun. It is an optics ready. Uh, so the slide's been cut to be able to accept a, a, a slide mounted optic. It is uh, well. That's you. You carry the three sixty five, right, Joe? There it is, right there. Yeah. So um, this was the the version, uh, the XL with the uh, manual safe. I believe they sell this both ways, both with they and without do. manual safe. Uh, the one we have on the shelf is the manual safe gun. Um, it is a great value. Uh, the SIGs are incredibly shootable for such a small gun. They shoot like a much larger gun. And we've got that tagged on the shelf at uh, 649 So it's uh, And that crane sight on the front, that yeah. x-ray sight, spectacular. Yep. Night yeah, sight factory on the gun. The only thing saving you, Larry, is that he's carrying the gun now. If he didn't have one, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we, yeah when, you'd when, have to like keep your eye on him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I can't fit two in my holster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Now it's time to get another holster then. Um, uh, just yeah, yeah. more, more yeah. guns is good guns. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I don't own any guns. No. No, I was, I was, thinking, just I was thinking, yeah. thinking about getting one. Yeah, yeah I, was th I got a squirt gun. Does that yeah. count? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's an orange plastic one. You can see the water line because it's clear. You can see through it. Uh, all right, what else? Uh, what else we got? We brought in the uh, got some Glocks in this week. Uh, they've been ordered for a long time. We finally got the Glocks in. I do have the Glock forty five. Thank you, Glock, for making things so clear. This is a nine millimeter model, um, a nine millimeter gun. That's called the Glock forty five because why make things easy? Yeah. Um, but the the Glock forty five is a um, it's a 17-length grip frame, so the magazine holds 17 rounds. The slide is shorter than a 17. It's the length of a 19. Um, so, obviously, you had 17 and 19 together. You call it the 45. Oh, my God. Just, because... go, just go to Modern Arms <laughs> and look at the damn thing. Yeah. Because it is good. What, what is it with those people at Glock? Well, they, when I was in armor school, they said it was, that was... The, they were named after patent numbers. Yeah, just as as they as they you know, sequential numbers as they as they patent new guns. So, but that's it. But it makes no sense. Uh, no, if you're and the forty four is a twenty two, so that's that's yeah. good too. Yeah, yeah, that one just divide by two. <laughs> <laughs> it's that new math. I don't get it. Uh, I learned time. that from Barney Five. <laughs> oh uh. Lord. Uh, all right, so you got Glocks. Yeah, How many? Got, some, uh, got, a, got a few Glocks in. Also have the uh, the Glock 42, which is the little 380 uh, version that was released um, quite quite some time ago. Um, but uh, a six round uh, magazine in a, uh, a beautiful you know polymer, slim, easy to manipulate, easy to shoot 380. 
Um, and I, 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 you know, a lot of people that use that as a primary carry gun. It is a very, uh, very popular little piece. Been a long time since we've had those on the shelf, so we're tickled to have that back in the back in the store today. Yeah, I usually uh, will carry. I've got, well, um, I used to have a gun, a three eighty, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if I'm wearing a suit, that's what I would, uh, you know, that would be the easy to conceal mm-hmm. firearm for me. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's it, it, with the improvements in ammunition, 380 can do a lot of damage. You want to stop the bad guy, uh-huh. uh, you know, any way you can. Uh, and of course, if you if you do purchase uh, a firearm from Modern Arms at the Brown Station location, yeah, uh, Larry will uh, have a, a box of ammo you can buy. Yeah, a box of ammo, a box of 50 rounds we have available uh, to purchase with the purchase of any of our handguns. So. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any 380 uh, ammo that just sitting on the shelf ready for people to buy without purchase of a handgun. But we we were uh, able to squirrel some away, um, and I've actually sold a bunch of my personal 380 because uh, uh, we aren't able to get it resupplied. But uh, that's okay; it still comes uh, it's still available with purchase of the gun. So. Yeah, that 42 would be great for Gary. I mean, if if you've not seen Gary in a while, and he's turned into like an elite athlete, he's yeah. looking good. Yeah. And I, I don't like men that way, but Larry, <laughs> Gary, you're looking good, man. Oh, not that whatever anything, Gary's been doing, not I don't that know. there's anything wrong with that. Eating differently, know. running, running, I don't know. Oh, swish. <laughs> yeah, we got to know. We got to worry about him now. Uh, so listen, uh, you can uh, carry a 380 in, in your suit. Uh, it, it's just really good. But I want to I want to remind people because there are some people, and I've seen this. Where they're going to carry uh, something like a 380 or a smaller uh, gun, and and they'll put it in their pocket without a holster. Oh no 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 no! no you no, do don't. not want to do that. No, no. A little pocket holster makes a uh, you know the, the the pants pocket makes a great holster if you use a a a, a little pocket sleeve, a, a holster designed for that gun to be used in a pocket makes yeah. it a very safe uh, and, way to carry. And that's why you know that's the one of the only things that I've. Yeah, you know, what I recommend for the bodyguard is for one of the. Somebody insists on carrying one in the front pocket. A little bodyguard is a great mm-hmm. pistol. So it's got that long double action, you know, trigger. But in the front pocket, is dangerous yeah, without a holster. I'll, I'll do a holster in the front pocket, but not just a gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, and those holsters are really kind of clever. They're not very expensive. It's worth the couple of bucks that, that you invest in it to not only protect the firearm, but when you pull the gun out, most of those holsters are designed. So that they stay in the pocket. Yeah. So you're able to pull your gun and not the gun already is still holstered. Uh, most of them are use a you know either a mechanical system or a just a, a material that's that's sticky that stays. Yeah. In yeah. The pocket. yeah. If you could invent a banana like that, you pick it up and the peel just stayed there. On the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to worry about you, Joe. I, and I also, I don't know, I, I thought I saw Larry scooch away uh, a, couple of, <laughs> a couple of inches. It's a good thing the cameras are off. Wow. <laughs> Crazy in here. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is getting really bad. I can turn them back on again if you like. <laughs> <laughs> we hear the overlord speaking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, 800-529-5572. Or 874-9390 gets you into the studio. Uh, so you got AR-15s, you got Glocks. Yeah, uh, you got good, good concealable handguns in 9mm, 380, 40, and 45. Um, we did get back uh, some of the Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0s. Um, this is their um, new release this year with the optics ready. 
Uh, last year they had this as an LE only gun. So again, uh, a milled slide so it can accept some of the red dot optics. It comes standard with factory tall sights, suppressor height sights, so they would co-witness with that red dot. And the M&P is my, uh, my gun of choice. I, I shoot competition with the M&P 9mm, and I love the 2.0s, that grip that grips you back. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it does. Yeah, the one we have here is the manual safe version, 15-round grip frame, uh, white dot high contrast sights, has a standard Picatinny rail, so you can add the lighter laser if you wanted to. And the M&Ps come in the box with four different customizable grip panels, so you can adjust the, the fit of the grip um, to fit whatever size hand you have. You know, that is really handy. For, I've got a, a, a kind of a large hand. Um, it's just Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's Mike. <laughs> I mean, that with, I mean that with all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> Sasquatch, it, sir. <laughs> yeah. But it is uh, it's handy for uh, for different uh, grips, and for me, uh, it really does make a difference. Uh, I have a hard time controlling the firearm if if I'm wrapping my fingers all the way around until they t touch the heel of my hand. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another neat kind of uh, attribute yeah. yeah and it's not one of those things you'll 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 switch out often i mean you, you get you get the you get the gun you you know try it at the range with with a couple different straps that feel really good for you and you know the key is just getting your your grip so that it's very repeatable and that it your trigger your finger on the trigger placement remains very very consistent and that's how you know you've got the right right grip frame uh, attached to that that all sounds good to me uh all right listen we've got uh Politicians in California who are actively trying to ban something new. Mm. We'll share that with you next. Gary on Guns, Hot Talk, 93.9 The Eagle. It is 22 minutes after the hour, and Joe Gilbert in from joegilbert.us. Also on board with us from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Is Larry Wayland. And uh, in the closing uh, half hour, 40 minutes of the program, we'll cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of the firearms industry. Were you talking uh, about me when you said ugly? The good is in North Dakota and in Iowa. Uh, the bad is in California. And then uh, Diane Feinstein is the last. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? Wait, well, well, I see how you well, got that Before we eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Democrat, uh, Democrat politicians and anti-gun activists in California have been targeting gun shows in the state for several years now. First, they tried to ban gun shows from the Cow Palace just outside San Francisco's city limits, then adding the Del Mar Fairgrounds in Southern California to their list of gun show-free zones. Now, a state senator named Dave Min, a Democrat from Orange County, has introduced legislation that would ban all gun shows from taking place on state-owned property calling them a grave danger to public safety in California. Um, over at Bearing Arms, they have the story there. Um, grave danger? Uh, I, you know, you, you would think that at some point, somewhere along the line, we could adjudicate this nonsense that the left throw up uh, about guns. Like, you know, assault weapons are, you know, some horrible infliction on society or that gun shows are a grave danger or any of the you well, know arguments they, that they all they have to do is say it and then the, the the media will will trumpet it and that that becomes the the new standard and that's 
you know that's what that's what happens when the the media is all in the pocket of the left it it's you know that there it's easy to drive an agenda when you control the the media outlets too well this uh, this guy min apparently uh through his public statements he says that he doesn't he doesn't just view gun shows as a problem requiring government intervention it's gun ownership itself that really bothers him <laughs> What what other uh, amendments of the Constitution does he want to strike down? Yeah, but we hear these things all the time, and they never make sense. Well, they never get challenged, because when you apply John Lott's research to that, it's, it's not true. But, again, the anti-gun agenda gets gets trumpeted by the press repeatedly. So, you know... The free market does exist. You should be able to have a gun show. You can have a pornography show in California, but you can't have a gun show? That seems to be the way they want it, yeah. You're on to something here. Maybe we can assign some type of cisgender, non-cisgender gun description, right? <laughs> so, so we can self-identify, our firearms can be self-identified as some type of Something protected class. Yeah, you know, you, huh. you you may be onto something here. Uh, everybody says it's either a pistol or a rifle, and we could say, well, no, it self identifies as a spoon. Yeah, yeah it's non-binary, and everybody <laughs> uh, everybody's entitled to a spoon. Mm-hmm. And then maybe uh, now they those rules only apply to them. That doesn't apply to people on the right. Um. They they complain about the gun show loophole. I know we've ta- tackled this before. You guys have uh, you're you're both uh, uh, occasionally uh, retailing uh, firearms, uh, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, explain what the gun show loophole is, Joe. <laughs> well, it's hard to explain something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if if you and I want to sell a gun or give a gun to another person that we believe, you know, we have no knowledge that they're not eligible, right? So we can't give a gun to a convicted felon or, or, you know, someone with a restraining order against them. But other than that, there's no prohibition. And it's not a loophole. A gun show just allows people like you and I to walk in and say, hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that. And you go, no, 110. Okay. It's not a loophole. Yeah. You know, we could do that at the, we can do that in the parking lot of the police department just as easy as we can do it in a gun show. There's no loophole. Yeah. Did I just did I just get him for an extra ten bucks on that transaxion? Way to go! <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah I learned from Larry Whalen. Negotiating against himself there. That was yeah. Good. <laughs> I gave myself the Scott discount. <laughs> the Van Kirk special. Oh, it would have been. It would have gone up more than that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well. all right. So uh, there is no such thing as a gun show loophole. There are no arguments that make sense for gun control, but California is trying well, very you know, hard. They're they're wanting to, to to push universal background checks. Is is kind of what they're 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 using as as that term gun show loophole. When when private individuals sell firearms to other private individuals, it doesn't have to go through any federal approval or federal background check. And, um, you know, the dealers are required to, to use the Form 4473, seek approval through the NICS Operations Center before transferring a firearm. And, and that's, what, that's what the left is, is commonly calling a gun show loophole is the, the free, tra- free, free exchange of goods and services in the marketplace by private individuals. Um, you know, I, I don't think that... It, 
I don't think that if you pass the law that said there were universal background checks, you're going to stop people from selling guns individually. It, it, it just it doesn't pan out that way. Um, you know, follow the law because we made a law. No, it's not going to happen. Um, you know, you'll not get the compliance that you're looking for. You'll not get criminals going, oh, okay, well, I, I, won't, uh, I won't traffic in these stolen guns because I'd, I'd have to do a background check. That's, it's not going to stop that. It's already illegal what they're doing. Did you guys see the story about Australia and the problem they're having? Tell me. There's this wave of uh, violent gun crime that has been underreported. Uh, and you know how uh, how stringent their anti-gun bills uh, are written and, and how difficult it is to own or transport a firearm. Uh, they just uh, they did an in-depth look, uh, and apparently it's hugely underreported, uh, the number of violent crimes committed with guns, which is what we always said would happen. You know, even if you look at their fixed, their doctored numbers... You can see where gun crime was going up after, you know, uh, a short time after they passed their gun control uh, bills. It, it leveled off at first, and then it went up. And now it turns out those statistics weren't particularly accurate. They have been going through the roof. And, you know, like, you know, the Canadians and the Mexicans surround us, on one on each side, north and south. Uh, so you could see where guns could transport back and forth, but Australia... It's, you know, it's it's a continent all by itself. But criminals will find a way. No, they're coming from Indiana. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the lax laws in Indiana. That's, that's the problem. Hell's darn Hoosiers. I forgot about how resourceful <laughs> Indiana people can be. That's right. I, well, you know, why just drive it into Chicago when you can just take it yeah. to Australia? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, Chicago's too tough. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, that news, that story was just out last week and uh, just proves the futility uh, and danger uh, no, of, no. of they gun just, control. They just weren't able to go far enough, Gary. That's all it was. They just Modern weren't, arms. weren't able to go far at the Brown Station location. With Larry Whalen and Joe Gilbert from JoeGilbert.us. Gary and Gun. Hey, welcome. It's 35 minutes after the hour. JoeGilbert.us. Joe, when, when, uh, when most people get a concealed carry permit or even take the average class, all that does is say, okay, you can carry the gun. You know how to load it. You know how to unload it. You know how to point roughly at the target. Uh, and you know where you can and can't carry it. A couple of other basics. But what it doesn't tell me is, what do I do if I'm driving down Broadway and a throng uh, uh, or, or somebody tries to carjack me? Or uh, what do I do if I'm sleeping at home and somebody bashes a window and, and comes in? You guys specialize in that kind of special training. What do I do if I'm at work and uh, an ex-employee comes in with a gun? Exactly. And, you know, this is, this is why the need is so great. Because we, we throw buzzwords about, you know, pre-need decision-making. And we need to know what we would do, how to do it, and, you know, what we're going to say, not say, before it happens. And, and it's incredibly important now. You mentioned earlier that after the fact, the things are important. I Googled um, the other day shooting law attorney, attorneys or shooting injury or shooting victim attorney, something. But if you go to the website, you'll see all these things. This is the new big truck motorcycle accident stuff that the personal injury attorneys are going after, shooting victims. And I, I've got bullet point after bullet point from different uh, law firms' websites. 
talking about how the business owners and the property owners uh, have insurance and they may be liable. So it's super important that you learn how to react, how to act, and what to say and not to say. And that's the kind of thing that you learn uh, if you take a class, joegilbert.us. Larry Whalen did from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Absolutely. Question on the uh, uh, on the interwebs at Gary on Guns on Facebook. Could the Biden administration make a- ammo even harder to get? Actually, they could uh, through BATF, uh, possibly through taxation. Possibly through EPA. Yeah, I mean, they've they even tried to to go after bullets saying that the lead, uh, you know, it, if you shoot in, and it hits the ground, you're polluting. Right. I mean, they have they have tried all kinds of nonsensical things. Um, all right, we've got some uh, good news and uh, some ugly news still coming up. Uh, let's go to the phones. And uh, Steve, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you? I'm fine today. How are you all? Doing well, thank you. Good. I dropped by Larry's shop at the Brown Station location. See, he knows. <laughs> yeah, he knows. <laughs> and uh, I asked him a question that he said I best ask you about. Me? And here's my question. Are there any NRA instructors, small arms instructors in mid-Missouri? They're everywhere. To NRA instructors to train trainers or which? which? Yes, NRA certified uh, CCW instructors or however you want to put it. Yeah, I'm one. Yeah, Joe, Joe here is, is, can do that, yeah. Oh, outstanding. Okay, I'll contact Joe then. At joegilbert.us. You're all right. I don't care what Gary says about you. <laughs> <laughs> you you haven't heard everything I've said about him. <laughs> that, that's probably a good thing, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, Missouri, Missouri has a fine gun, uh, CCW gun laws, but they also have real good liability laws. Okay. Or, uh, you know, where you insult the individual and he can take you to court and all that kind of stuff but anyway all right thank you very much have a good day all right steve thank you thank you for the call (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah you should hear the the insults we hurl during the break yeah during the breaks it's it's brutal (laughs) yeah (laughs) we just hope brian never makes a mistake and leaves the mics on (laughs) (laughs) oh all right uh what is this uh okay yeah all right uh, Mike, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary and Guns. How are you? Yeah, Gary. Uh, we need to start talking more and more about uh, businesses like out there and shooters uh, uh, in the Rifle, California, or Colorado, and start you know uh, you know really bringing it out where we can go and and, and uh, kind of let everybody know, hey, this is how we feel. All right, let me let me explain to folks. There's a congresswoman. Her name is Bobert, and she is from Rifle, Colorado. She owns a restaurant called Shooters, and everybody wears a gun that works for her. They have to take gun classes. They all, uh, they're all they all armed. Uh, apparently, uh, Representative Bobert, before she was a representative, witnessed a violent crime outside her restaurant and decided to carry a gun. Uh, and then other waitstaff asked if they could. And so now the place has a reputation 
Yes. It's where you can go and carry a gun. And uh, Mike wants to promote places that do that uh, in central Missouri. Have I got that right, Mike? Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, it sends a big message to everybody, you know, uh, the anti-gunners say, you know, well, they, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to sell to them anyhow. And, you know, they've, they've had their run of the roost of telling everybody what you can and can't do. Well, it's time for us to start showing what we can do. All right. Mike, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on Gary and Guns. Uh, there are some restrictions, uh, with regard to, uh, places where they serve alcohol and whatnot. Um, but you can get uh, permission from tavern owners. Uh, can you guys think of a place that, I mean, it would be neat if we had some place in Columbia. Well, Pappy's always had signs on their doors in Hallsville. I don't know if in their new trailer location, but always said, uh, lawful carry of a, of a weapon in here is encouraged or something to that effect. Uh, all right, Pappy's is one. If you guys, if you're listening to us this morning and you know of a place that encourages people to carry uh, a business, uh, I'll let you give them a free plug. Uh, I'll let you. Uh... <laughs> nice. No pun intended. Yeah. Bang, pong, plug them. <laughs> I don't want to trigger any violence. Uh, yeah. All right, Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it would be nice to have a place. Uh, like shooters, where they encourage people to come in armed. I, I would think that would be a terrific place to uh, go have lunch or dinner. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. I, 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 I love seeing those signs. You know, like you say, every once in a while you'll find one that, that's posted like that. Um, I, that always makes me feel good about it. But I don't know of anybody that's really gone out front and spent a lot of dollars marketing uh, that direction. I don't. I don't think it'd be a bad way to go. I think it'd be uh, draw the right, right, right folks to your place. You'd be really, really stupid to go in there and do something, you know, foolish. It'd be like going into the police station uh, to do something violent. You, you, you wouldn't stand a chance. Uh, let me see. Uh, we're going to cut in line here because we got uh, Cherie Tolson Reich, one of my favorite Ooh, legislators, Cherie, who just won a court case uh, with her Twitter account. Cherie, what's up? Well, so Joe Gilbert said uh, it was it's Poppy's restaurant was in Hallsville, but they moved to the Square in downtown Centralia, and uh, they have terrific food at a terrific price, and you can wear all the guns you want in there. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Thank there you, you go. Very much. Thank you, Sheree. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Hey, Ray, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you? I'm wonderful. Hey, um, I, I wouldn't do a shameless plug if I still had the restaurant, but. I actually had a restaurant where Poppy's was in Hallsville, and then we moved to Columbia, and we had signs on our door that I stole from you that said, uh, that cautioned criminals that it was a dangerous work environment inside because we support the Second Amendment. And that was probably the most photographed piece of paper in Boone County for a long, long time because everybody took pictures of that sign. I love it. And, and that, was so Kat's, that was Cat's Kitchen. Oh, okay, yeah. Cat's Kitchen. And we've had the pleasure of serving you, Jerry. Yes, you have. Why did you stop? Come on, that's a great place to go. Yeah, I... well, you know, the margins in a mom and pop restaurant are pretty small, and uh, the rates keep going up, and the taxes keep going up, and they want more and more and more from all the people who don't have to depend on people coming through the door. So it just wasn't cost effective anymore. 
Man, so we I sure mean, enjoyed it. We enjoyed it, too. Uh, my bride and I went in there for breakfast one day, and it was like, holy Toledo, look at this. A heap my wife of... is the best cook I've ever met. Oh, man. Second only to mine. <laughs> I don't know. I'll put, she, I'll put her biscuits and gravy up against anybody. I don't know. My bride's listening. I can't, I can't yeah, back down yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't, yeah, don't come have off a that duel of gentlemen <laughs> there. <laughs> Ten paces. I think they're both right. I'm yeah. pretty you sure. You know what? If they, but if they, I'm married if the, too, Gary. But if the two, <laughs> if the two of them, but if the two of them, Ray, want to have a kind of a. a Biscuits and gravy cook-off. Like a bake-off. I could come be a judge. No, no, we're not We're not bringing you in. It'd be oh, just me and Ray. Dang. All right. Ray. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can, if I, my waistline can afford any more biscuits I'm, and I'm gravy, let imp- me tell you. <laughs> I'd be an impartial judge, you know. You yeah. bring in an outsider for that, Gary. All right, you guys Ray, have a thank- wonderful day. Thank you very much. <laughs> you too, Ray. Thank you. Glad to have you on Gary and Guns. Up against the clock here. We'll be right back. I'm Gary and Guns, Hot Talk 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, 51 minutes <laughs> after the hour, and uh, we've got uh, Joe Gilbert in from JoeGilbert.us, and uh, Larry, who has been hiding a gun on the table here. <laughs> it, it's hard. It's so concealable. It, 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 yes, it's, 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 it's a pretty, tiny little yeah. anaconda. Well, I, I just wanted to uh, be sure we, we got to this one, because I saved the best for last. Um, this, this past week, I had a chance to buy a, uh, a very clean, used Colt anaconda. Uh, in 44 caliber, that's the 8-inch stainless steel vent rib uh, revolver, five-shot. Uh, it was made in 1979. A beautiful, uh, certainly uh, shooter-grade, if not uh, better, uh, Colt Anaconda. A, a, a fantastic piece of American craftsmanship back when Colt was uh, really crafting some very fine uh, revolvers. Uh, they have brought some of the snake guns back out, but they haven't reintroduced anything in 44 that I'm aware of. So um, the uh, historic guns are the ones to get, and uh, it's a, a beautiful specimen. Uh, it does not have the box or docks. It, it's, I wouldn't call it a collector-grade gun by any means, but uh, it's a great, great revolver, really well made, extremely accurate, uh, just a, a, a fine example of, uh, of quality American stainless craftsmanship. See how he tried to hide that in his shirt pocket? <laughs> <laughs> Just saving the best for last, man. Nothing here. Nothing to uh, see here. Yeah. By Unfortunately, the way, when you say Anaconda, I think a Jeffrey Lopez movie. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this this gun's a close second. Uh, you're sneaking your way into different topics here. Let me... Uh, <laughs> that, was, I, that was really awful. Uh, if you go to the Facebook page, Gary on Guns, uh, we've got a post there. This is a, this is a pair of boots... With a gun attached. I, <laughs> you can't make this uh, stuff up. Um, this looks like a pair of boots that you'd wear uh, if you're out in a muddy field. They were like rubber boots. They don't look like military boots, uh, but they're supposed to be. And there is a matching gun uh, that doesn't look like a gun. It looks like a, a little box with a barrel on it. And the guy's walking around this field with this cable connected to it <laughs> and apparently firing the gun from the remote control cable so if if ever you're in a situation where you got to shoot the guy's feet out <laughs> take him in the ankles <laughs> this, this, well it is a green gun so i mean for the people that care about the planet yeah yeah that's it. yeah i guess uh but it's up there on uh, gary on guns on the uh, facebook page uh don't think i'll ever Get that desperate, <laughs> and it's supposed to be a military thing. Is there is, it's it's a military invention, 
Uh, hey, you got to watch the video because he will firearm, laugh. Firearm boot for soldiers. <laughs> I have this vision of that leg kicking back, you know. Oh. <laughs> if guy falling flat on his face. Oh, you can't make this stuff up. Maybe they did make it up. I don't know, but <laughs> it's there. It is there. It's on the interwebs. It's got to be true. Yeah, can't can't not be true. Uh, all right, we we've still got to finish with the uh, the bad and the ugly. Um, no, actually, we got to we got to finish the bad, the ugly, and the good. Uh, three gun control bill uh, control bills have passed in the Virginia State House, and they're moving on to the Senate. Uh, a ban on unfinished firearms, the 80% uh, thing as we, as we commonly refer to it, among three pieces of gun-related legislation approved by the Democrat-controlled House of Delegates in Virginia. Uh, and they now have the House, the Senate, and the Governor's Mansion. So they're going to get these things through, I'm pretty sure. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is... Our gun rights in the state of Missouri, and, you, and if you look at some of the legislation that's been uh, introduced by the Democrats, they ever, ever get control of this state, they will do to us what they're doing to Virginia. They will cancel all of our good work. They will take away your gun rights. And, and all it takes is one election. That's just how dangerously close we can be to losing our gun rights. The, the, I guess the moral of the story is, if you want to continue to be safe, if you want to continue to have the opportunity to protect yourself, be careful who you vote for. Every, it, every election matters for sure. Because yeah. the, um, the, the anti-gunners are um, they're well, well funded and they're very, very rabid, yeah. And, uh, you know, you got uh, Chuck Basie and Cherie Reich uh, and, and several others who constantly fight to protect uh, our Second Amendment rights in Missouri. When they go and if somebody takes their place, that I mean, it just we turn into Virginia. Really, really a scary thought. Uh, all right. So the good North Dakota concealed carry legislation could be considered as early uh, as uh, today or as yesterday, I guess. Uh House Energy and Natural Resources Committee com uh, considered concealed permit enhancement legislation. Um, while no vote is currently scheduled, the committee could vote to send the measure to the House floor. Uh, the more states that, uh, that have this kind of legislation, the better Iowa. Both chambers pass right to keep and bear arms constitutional amendment. Uh, we want these states to do what we're doing here in Missouri and uh, get a Second Amendment Preservation Act. Uh, that would be ideal. It is. And, and, you know, people talk about the negative all the time. But think back to those old enough, back to the 1980s, you couldn't carry a concealed gun anywhere. So we, yeah. despite all of this stuff, we've been making good progress. It may not feel like it sometimes, but we just need to keep pushing forward. You know, I, a quick story here. When I was in the tavern business, uh, I would close Nolan's at 1 o'clock in the morning, uh, do a quick cleanup, uh, get out of there a little before two, and I would have the receipts from the night. And I was always told by the by the uh, police that that came into the place, it's okay if you're carrying that kind of money, and you get stopped by the police, and you're carrying a gun, it's okay. Uh, they won't they won't press charges. 
which tells you that even the police back in the 70s and 80s knew that carrying a gun was the way to defend yourself. Uh, and, you know, increasingly these states are starting to come around the red ones, and that's great. JoeGilbert.us. Learn how to protect yourself no matter where you are. And all of those guns that they have at... Modern Arms at the Brown Station location. You want to go over there right away. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day, guys. Thank you. Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.